Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, Collector's Corner fans and family. This is another episode of Cornering the Market. Episode number 41 here, Jared. We've uh, It's kind of crazy to, to see him rolling through. This is your weekly generative art review for anyone who is new here. We cover other stuff too, AI art, and the interesting stuff happening in the space overall. Today is Thursday, July 20th. It'll simply out tomorrow on Friday. This is a video and we will have a tweet thread that summarizes what we have here. Also out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. But we also have a Substack newsletter where... We go into more depth than we do on these videos and add additional stories. And I want to put out a public service announcement. I've been doing this completely for free, completely bootstrapped full time. And uh, starting this week, we are going to only put out half of the Substack newsletters for free. The other half, I'm asking for a membership of just $20 a month. That is 0.01 ETH per month for the folks who are used to think about things in ETH terms. would really appreciate if you support. If not, no worries. You'll still get every other week for free. And as always, none of this is financial advice, but there is a lot of money in this market, which makes it somewhat interesting. Here is our Twitter handle at collectors underscore XYZ. People ask about it. And here is Jared's Twitter handle, my fantastic co-host, founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. He is uh, helps you invest and get exposure into digital art. And he's also starting 8NAP Art, where we'll have some more content about that coming out. Did a Twitter spaces on it. will be released on the podcast and on YouTube as well. Long intro. Jared, how are you today? I'm living the dream as always. Uh, and just a quick throwback to you. You know, really great chat in the Collector's Corner premium Discord this morning. So uh, you know, in addition to the free content, the behind the the premium, there's some really, really amazing discussion going on. So super invigorated this morning, super focused on uh, both the fund and getting commitments for eight nap art, but overall, man, just doing really well. I We didn't speak about this beforehand, but I didn't realize until, you know, the spaces yesterday when uh, the, the listener Yang came up and said my DMs were closed. I gave, I had a giveaway last week uh, and realized that the the dms may have been closed to to some of the listenership so a little bit um embarrassed quite frankly that the the settings on twitter got changed so i'll tell you what like i'll open it up again not the same phrase but dm me not going to be the first person but uh i'll run a, a small raffle so just if you have any interest say whatever phrase or just say hello uh but yeah dm me over the course of this next week and i'll announce a, a raffle just based on collector's corner episode 41 just don't say anything negative about squiggles because then and he may <laughs> yeah. not enter in the raffle uh automatic so you, disqualification there <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly just so you know jared i it may have happened just in the last few days from i saw it come up so you, you may have been fine last week but yeah it's a recent change in twitter that happened you have to go in your settings to allow non-verified users to dm you and uh, you mentioned Collector's Corner Premium. Uh, this is my handle, Astem at Astem Cloud. Created an investor-focused content and an investor community. So for anyone who's serious about building their wealth, investing in digital art, please DM me. 
or you can send an email to collectorscornernft at gmail.com. Our Discord is really popping. We were just talking about it. It's it's really cool to see. We have a mission. Folks are looking for opportunities, trying to you know understand the markets. And uh, yeah, it's just a really great community that's budding there. And uh, I'm very glad that you twisted my arm to open up that Discord because it's becoming extremely valuable in and itself. And, and I put out videos twice a week, very much focused on where there are opportunities, where are good buying targets, et cetera. So again, if you're interested in that, please let me know. And thank you for bringing that up, Jared. We don't have a ton of time today, so let's jump right into it. Blue, oh, sorry, Vibes, Vibe. What's the Vibe check, Jared? The Vibe check is, I'm still incredibly optimistic. There's a lot of uh, buys still going around. And my optimism stems not from sales, because you'll see as we recap, the sales are down this week but rather about listings. And what I mean by that is I'm seeing less listings uh, that are just fire sales and more um, buys that are really an ether Tez and, and not collection offers or we. So I, I'm, it's a different type of optimism this week, but I just really, really, um, I feel as though like sentiment has shifted and it gives me a lot of conviction in, in where we're going and, and uh, you know, setting that floor in. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing that I've noticed, and we'll touch on this uh, as we get into the the blue chip gen art, it, it seems like we're seeing consistent sales at the, the higher end, right? The safest, if you will, of these assets. And a lot of these are more expensive, so it's a bit harder to get, but you know, the Fidenzas, the Ringers, the Gazers, it's, uh, you know, not a lot of sales, but more than we were getting before. And to your point, market buys, like people are not wrapped ething, which also makes me wonder, are these new folks, right? I mean, are, are they folks who are just wanting to jump in, uh, you know, and, and market buy, which uh, is often people who are not as used to being in, in the market, because then they later realize they could have gotten it for cheaper. I made that mistake. So maybe I'm projecting my own experiences here. But yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's very encouraging. I agree. Uh, the sentiment definitely doesn't seem any worse than last week. Um, it's hard for me to say it's better, but I'm noticing the same things that you are. Let's hot, talk about the blue chip gen art. What uh, What's going on on that side, Jared? Any notable Literally sales? Hot off the press, right? As we were prepping for this, uh, another Fidenza sold. So, you know, the cool thing is, that makes two really great Fidenza sales with 150 ETH all to the, the same buyer. There was a, a Weath offer, as I just said, no wreaths, but like there's a Weath offer on a really great ringer. Um, and just overall, again, it feels like there's a uh, this undercurrent of transition from weak to diamond hands. You know, two notable sales for me was the smoke and fire memory that we both uh, highlighted to our separate little uh, groups was, you know, bought up pretty quickly at a, all pun intended, smoke and deal, 6.9 ETH. And same thing with the, you know, we were talking about a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago, the, the those night ACs, the anti-cyclones by Mopon, one of them was to a flipper and it just transitioned to uh, a collector that is more diamond handed. So overall, uh, it feels like I said that that transition is going on. The the other note that I had is, uh, I know you're not doing your friendship bracelet update, so I thought I'd just touch on it. Great volume this week on friendship bracelets. And again, something I'm tracking in particular, that Marfa sunset one just seems to be a really, really thinning floor. Full disclosure, I own a bunch of them. 
but the the reality is it's something I'm tracking is that seems to be really outperforming uh the the rest of the pack there but tough resistance all the way up to point two so curious to see where that goes yeah absolutely you know I love the friendship bracelets but not not reporting it as much as you know, maybe we'll bring it back let's see let's see uh fx hash let's do some fx hash updates i'm gonna jump in and do this one this week was a little bit slower we didn't have quite as many collections with the in the thousand tezos volume over the last seven days uh but we're continuing to see a really good mix of ogs rgbs bugged forest uh, basically anything zankan uninhabitable by iskra isekia uh, and some new stuff. Well, you know, actually, uh, what I noticed, Jared, and I'd love to get your take on it. It's not necessarily new stuff that is selling here and getting volume, but things that I think of as maybe not the top, top, top collections, but just one level below that, like Transactions, Kim Asendorf, a couple of Yazid collections, Hash Cities, Step by Step. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What, what, what are your thoughts on uh, what you've been seeing on FX Hash? So the, the last couple of weeks have seen a lot, uh, like Obi, I've pointed out a couple buyers just going really hard into a certain, uh, more the, the the top tier Tezos projects. But now we're seeing the the buys spread across uh, different plot or different projects. And I think that that's more encouraging too, because I think you're starting to see a couple projects be what I would consider undervalued uh, and people's attention just kind of slurping them up little by little. I mean, that hash cities by Yazid, I just... I'm enamored with. I love it in general, but you know, you're just seeing, you know, some some buys uh, along the way. So again, it's just it's encouraging to me to see that people are loosening up this, the the purse strings. But I mean, you're spot on uh, in your in your observations. Very much aligned with that. It it's cool to see it spread across a lot of different uh, projects. Absolutely. And how about Chromie Squiggles? What's going on there? It's an, similar to the the market sentiment. I I'm I have very conflicting. Uh, thoughts here but so overall the it's down so the the seven day volume last week was 346 definitely higher than average and now it's down to 162 so a substantial drop off lower than that kind of line in the sand that i like to see of 257 day e um you know, but the floor price went up from 10.1 last week to 10.58 and you're looking at you know, only four sales until it hits 11 and then another four sales till it hits 12. So I think that 12 to 13 will be a little bit of uh, some pretty steep resistance, but uh, you know, it's encouraging to see the, the, the floor price slight increase. The one thing that's a little bit uh, is you've seen the weath offers start to decrease, but um, anyways, overall total quantity of sales is 14 versus 31. So obviously that correlates to the overall volume. And, you know, for highlights this week, there's not many, but the thing that was really encouraging to me is there, there were the majority of them I felt were in ETH buys versus WEATH. So nothing too crazy, but just a, a steady stream of squiggle sales. Um, and, and similarly, like the the listings bought on squiggles, it hasn't been going off too much. It's been a steady flow of one, maybe two a day, and they're... they're they're not the smoking deals that we were seeing a couple of weeks ago. So that's very encouraging. Um, and then final thought, just because I like to check in on this every once in a while, the day zero floor is 16 ETH uh, and it's crazy thin. I mean, like crazy thin. Um, and then, I mean, I think there's only like four or five listed that are day zeros. And uh, again, 
some will fill in, but I think you're just starting to see this flight to uh, some sort of historic relevance on the day zero. And then just another data point for me is anything less than color spread 10, 10 and less uh, is a floor of 16.81. And that represents two fuzzies with the lowest low color spread normal being 19.5 and no, no crazy low weeths on these. So I think you're starting to see, uh, like I said, that, that base being set in, I, I reserve the rights to, to switch that comment in the future, but so far it just seems like a, a really good, a really good uh, base in, in that transition to diamond hands. Yeah, hundred percent. And only 125 squiggles listed, which is just crazy for a collection of almost 10,000. And, you know, it seems paradoxically as the supply has increased with recent mints, all it's done is bring attention to squiggles and the new minters are not selling them. So it, it feels like it's actually helping uh, squiggles maintain value, not the opposite as folks would think, which, uh, you know, feels very Lindy as we like to say in the space. Very that Lindy. play's been brilliant. Like they've been placed into the hands of diamond handed collectors. Like 10 mints just happened for Flamingo. They ain't flipping them, right? The 81 mints that happened the week before that we talked about, a lot of them went to long time art block supporters i mean these are not people looking for a quick flip or an easy 20 grand they're they're cherishing these things i mean they're very meaningful gifts uh and it was pretty impressive what snowfro did for sure and you know it's, it's got to be hard to take a gift from like this extremely kind person and then just like sell it right away type of a thing uh so yeah completely agree Let's let's go ahead and uh, recap a couple releases. First one I wanted to talk about is uh, Dominoes in Fluxus by Ivana Tao. This was the latest Braindrops release, uh, minted at 0.1 as they all do, has a floor of 0.135. Uh, really not a lot to say here, 9% listed, so it might come down a little bit, but it, it's kind of getting to that steady state. Um, I think this is cool art, but... Uh, perhaps could be a little bit more varied by my eye. Obviously, it's beautiful motion, kind of in that post-photography vibe, but uh, just tells me that the market is, you know, AI is just still not in the meta effectively is my major takeaway. Any thoughts on this one, Jared? I think they're very beautiful. I think that they're, especially for somebody who it reminds me of a lot of Japanese uh, influence. So anybody who has, you know, that sort of leaning aesthetic preferences you know it, it just reminds me of tokyo i think it's it's pretty dope if you're if you're looking for it um i agree that it could be a little bit more variety but overall you know i, I do think that it does have a, a different features it's not just all neon signs there's you know some floral stuff i don't know i i i do think it's beautiful well absolutely absolutely and and no knock on it uh it's just a, a question of really the, the market appreciating this type of work at the moment. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's done decently well, but it hasn't rocketed to the level of its beauty. The next one I wanted to bring up was Gumbo by Matthias Isakin. Uh, really like this. This was the latest art box curated. I'm a big fan of Matthias, a big Factura holder. Uh, this art is, is quite interesting and beautiful. Uh, I don't think it quite resonated as much with the crowd, what happened was it minted right around an ether slightly above. Now we got a floor price of 0 0.52, 34% listed. And, you know, I think it's just another victim of people getting too hyped during the mint, speculating, and then panicking and trying to sell immediately. I mean, this is for sure going to go down with 34% listed, but 
you know, it, it's just the speculative nature of the market. Sometimes this happens and I think it's a shame and, and it's a reason for why at the moment I, I'm trying not to mint, even though I might not get the piece that I like, I'd rather not pay 2x what I could pay literally a day later. Um, for, for me, I'm, I was a little bit sad to see this one drop as quickly as it, it has uh, on the flip side. I am, I mean, I was planning on minting. Uh, I had my particular target and it's now below what that target is. So I'm actually going to be probably picking up a couple pieces off of strategic weeks, um, you know, to to sit in the collection for, or the fund for a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's a little bit of a surprise to see 35% listed, but at the end of the day, you know what? If you're if you're looking for a longer term play, there's a there's a I think a really great opportunity here. Yeah, and some of these are so cool. I mean, look at this. Like yeah. this is insane. I don't even know how this was created, but yeah, I agree. I think for folks who uh, have capital and are into this collection, like we are, it's it's a great opportunity to go and pick some off on secondary. I mean, look, a really nice monocolor one here as well. So, uh, and let's keep in mind this is an art blocks curated. This is a really well-known artist across multiple communities, only 400 pieces. I, I think that this is one that uh, could could do quite well. In some generative art news, uh, the first one just to quickly touch on, Sotheby's continues with their Grail sales. Uh, no Goose Ringer in this one, so got a little bit less hype, uh, but still some solid sales. They raised $1.2 million across 17 pieces sold, highlighted by some blue chips, Fidenza, CryptoPunk, Ringers. So wanted to bring that up. Sotheby's continues the great work and they have a release coming up next week, which we'll we'll touch on in a second. The next piece of news uh, that I'm really excited to chat with you about, Jared, uh, Tezos is introducing Etherlink, which I don't know what that is, um, but I'll give you the TLDR. They are looking to create an EVM compatible L2 solution on Tezos. That means Tezos could become compatible with Ethereum. This is the first step towards that. And if you can do that, then you can swap Tezos directly for Ethereum. You might be able to just port your art from Tezos to Ethereum. A lot of those concerns about the art being on Tezos, not on Ethereum, might go away, along with the valuations that have been severely hit because of that. So I don't know how long this will take. This is hot off the presses yesterday, but any thoughts on this, Jared? I haven't processed it because you brought this up and it was not on my radar, but uh, so this is kind of raw thoughts, but Overall, dude, I think this could be really awesome. I mean, I've been collecting Tezos art under the assumption that uh, there'd be some level of chain agnosticism. I'm not well-versed enough in, in cross-chain information to be able to say, like, this is huge or or whatever. But I think this is a step in the, the right direction for, uh, I'll call that cross-chain compatibility. And kudos to Tezos for... for what I would say is trying to play nice in the sandbox and, and really trying to create an environment where, you know, this is, you know, seamless integration between different platforms and, and not siloed. I, I think this is, uh, you know, I, I look in, I look forward to digging into it more to understand what this actually uh, means for not only from a technological perspective, but, you know, also for our art. A hundred percent. And a shout out to the, the good folks in the FX hash discord that helped me understand what this could mean. Speaking of Tezos and FX hash, great art at great prices. One of your favorites, yep. Jared, you want to take it away? One of my favorites, full disclosure, I own 
a few of these, but take wing by Melissa W. Uh, this is, I mean, if you go to the stats and you look at floor price, this is one that had a pretty crazy run up, I think closer to that uh, 800 Tez and or we over, over a thousand. And you're starting to see, you know, uh, it's settling out, starting to see a turn up on the, the floor price charts. And it's just a really, really stunning project. So for me, again, seeing this thing go from a thousand Tez down to a floor of, you know, significantly less than that at almost 400. It just, if there's a lot of really great options. And, you know, when I was buying these, I was, it was really starved for, um, you know, a piece that I absolutely, absolutely resonate with. And now you can see on screen, just tons of options. So just a reminder that, you know, the, that this is out there because I think that this is served as one of the more foundational projects to Melissa's current style and just overall. I think it's stunning. And only 250 of these. So quite limited, quite limited. And the next one that you also brought up, another fantastic one, is uh, we got some stuff from Vrope. What'd you want to yeah. highlight here? Wanted to highlight the, well, first of all, his Tezos collection. But, you know, we we were able to to pick up some of these essential nights. And then on the latest drop, he then burned all the other ones that uh, were not bid. But I just think that, this, if you're looking for exposure to Rupe, you don't want to buy a life in West America. Maybe Reworld's a little bit of a stretch. Like the, if you look at the sales, like these are going in like the three to four hundred Tez realm. Maybe throwing out a couple bids and and seeing what hits. Maybe the loose, you know the the. the I mean, we we have a couple. They're diamond handed on mine, but I mean, look there you go, one for three hundred seventy five Tez at basically equivalent of $322. I think that to get exposure, um, I, I don't think it's, and especially on the, I put this on the list before the the Tezos news uh, and the bridge. So I just think that there's a really, really amazing opportunity to collect here and something that in, in all honesty, I think is very, very beautiful. Awesome. I completely agree that the work is just so good that yeah, I mean, uh, this. I think this is the one. I have one of these only. This is the one that I have, and it's just so cool. And he's just constantly experimenting. I mean, the it's it's just nonstop, which is really cool to see on Twitter as well. The great art of great prices that I wanted to highlight here is Monospatial by uh, Emily Edelman. This was one of the first ones, if not the first, uh, that came out here on uh, Prohibition Art. Actually, the floor price jumped a little bit. It was, it was a little bit lower before, so it's kind of right at that great art, great prices threshold, 0.379. Emily's an art box curated artist, has a really cool style that incorporates both colors and typography. As you can see here, their art box curated Asemica had a lot of typography. So uh, just wanted to highlight this one and also uh, a way to give a nod to Prohibition. They are uh, launching, it's L2, speaking of L2s. Uh, and uh, yeah. Great project. Check it out. See if you like it. See if there's something that you enjoy from there. Uh, some upcoming drops. I wanted to just quickly highlight there's an ongoing auction, not really upcoming, between Christie's and Gucci, Future Frequencies, Exploration and Generative Art and Fashion, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, today's leading talents such as Claire Silver, Tyler Hobbs, Emily Shia, etc. A lot of big names in here. Take a look at this. I won't spend too much time going through it, but there's some some cool pieces here. Most of them are fairly expensive, and the the Tyler Hobbs or Fidenzas, not new, but but some folks have new work out in in this one here. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, Emily. I think this Emily is like maybe the the winner of the batch for me, uh, Jared. 
it's, it's a it's a really cool one emily and the i really like the yazid piece uh there's some banter back and forth um about like the inspiration behind it right there yeah the, the yazid one is cool and also mapons is cool it, i mean this is not necessarily my style of art but he's just got so many different styles that he's pulling out of his hat it's crazy yeah and then the clear silver pieces i think are pretty dope too um they are but they are priced as if i mean starting bit of 35 and 40 they're uh, you know besides the fidenza is the most expensive things on here but pretty cool stuff uh the next uh exciting upcoming drop is going to be on the 26th so before our next episode this is sotheby's you know sotheby's is launching a platform they have a vera molnar martin grosser collaboration it's uh being t- it's being told to be the only vera molnar gender long-form generative art release which will come out which makes sense because i think she's 90 plus 90 something years old uh 20th starting down to resting at 0.75 500 pieces so mark your calendars for this one this is an og of the generative art world will be a really interesting release and so that's exciting for that one coming up and we'll round it out with just a couple artists to highlight first is richard nadler who as uh i can't remember if we talked about him before he's in the newsletter i mentioned his upcoming drop uh, yamabushi's horizons it's uh really captivated a lot of folks in the generative art world shot up in price minted at verse for about half an ETH. It's now sitting at like a two, maybe two and a half ETH floor. It's changing quite a bit. Uh, but Richard's got some great art. Uh, he really doesn't have a ton in, ter- in terms of terms of long form generative. This was his first long form generative uh, by himself. He's a couple here with Leander Herzog, Lenny Richter, and another one FX hash, but uh, definitely an artist to have in your radar given the, the response to this collection. Yeah, I think the the takeaway I have here on this drop, and kudos to to Richard for such an amazing drop. But there's, you know, even though there's a lot of art out there, I think there's still a, a huge appetite for amazing art. And you know, this is definitely one that's had a deep resonance with the community and just keeps going. So, you know, kudos to everybody putting out great art despite the perception of a bear and anything. I mean, this is just testament to to what we're potentially on the verge of. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And I think it also shows you that there's some art that is like, just really resonates on an aesthetic level more widely with people. Like to me, that looked like a very, very beautiful drop from the start. There was no question in my mind about that. So I, you know, it just reminds me that every once in a while a collection comes out, I'm like, whoa, this is next level. Uh, And uh, I I felt like it was next level and and it's showing in the prices. Uh, The last artist I wanted to highlight is Sven Builder. Schwenbelder looks like he's back. Uh, he was gone for a while. There were some personal issues that were happening, uh, but he's back. He's tweeting. He's putting out some really cool, uh, this, this, some really cool art. I mean, the guy is incredibly talented. So I'm happy to hear he's back. He's got a ton of collections, a big early art blocks artist and fan favorite. So I wanted to, if you don't know about Schwenbelder, check him out. Check out his art. His link tree is up here. And that is it for today thank you again everybody for tuning in thank you for sticking with us in the bear market as always please give us some feedback give us a follow give us a like comment on youtube dm us if you have any questions we're here for you help you navigate the generative art world and we will see you next week (laughs) 
Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.